0: Hey, how you going? It's time for another episode of the TST Travel Podcast. This episode will be all about Kirsten and my road trip all the way up the west coast of the US, um, starting in San Diego after our border crossing and then heading all the way up to Seattle in Washington. Uh, So we had a couple of uh, pretty cool things happen along the way, so hope you enjoy. As always, don't forget to check us out on Facebook and Instagram, TST Travel Podcast, and at the Roaming Street on um, Facebook and Instagram for Kirsten, roamingstreet.com for Kirsten's blog as well. Um, yeah, check us out and hope you enjoy. So, we crossed the border into uh, just across at Tijuana, San Diego, there on our way back from Mexico. And to celebrate our return to the USA, we went straight to McDonald's and got a couple of cheeseburgers and fries and felt generally awesome about life uh, there. And we couldn't really find any campsites around San Diego, unfortunately, because it's not really a campy type of place. Um, so, we had read that if you can't find any camping spots, you can always sleep at a Walmart car park. Turns out that that advice maybe wasn't 100% accurate, um, even though those places like Walmart campsites still do show up on Wikicamps. Um, And we sort of parked around the back near the loading dock. It was late at night by the time we got through the border crossing and all the rest of that sort of stuff. Um, So it was probably like 1am. We just parked around the back of a Walmart car park and um, nodded off to sleep after a pretty big day of driving after the wheel come off and we crossed the border and did all that sort of stuff. So um, we, we laid up in the Walmart car park and sort of kicked back and relaxed and went to sleep and... At 4am we were woken up by a tap 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 on the window and it was a security guard saying hey guys you can't sleep here, he was really friendly about it, he was pretty cool actually and he just said to us hey the 99 cent store is just across the road and they don't pay for security so uh, just go sleep there. So no problems, we took the blankets off the windows and um, crossed the road and went and got another couple of hours sleep at the 99 cent store and um yeah that was us for the day we woke up the next morning and uh our mission was to get the car fixed so uh went to a couple of different auto parts stores and got the parts that we needed for uh the car but we um didn't want to spend the whole day doing that so we headed to the uss midway which is sort of like a good little spot in san diego to base yourself out of there's some parking there you can stay in for three or four hours i think it is and it's not very expensive um so we sort of based ourselves out of there we didn't do the midway this time we did that last time we we're in san diego and didn't uh, hear that there was anything new to see on that so definitely something cool to check out if you're in san diego jump on the uss midway and it's a really interesting little history lesson there um especially if you're into planes or ships or anything like that um definitely go check that out it's a pretty cool little attraction that san diego has to offer um but we as i said we'd seen that we're a little bit tired after our broken sleep and uh we decided we decided to go for a bit of a walk and get a coffee and hang out for a bit and sort of look on the web and get on the free wi-fi and figure out plan our day a little bit to see what we're going to uh get up to and see in San Diego and um, we went to Starbucks and we saw all these people on like electric scooters and we'd never really seen that before and everyone was sort of buzzing around and they were all sort of one or two brand names and we're like I wonder what's going on here and then we figured out that they were like uh, e-bikes that you can rent and they're little electric scooters and we're like oh, okay that seems cool let's have a go at that to get around San Diego so uh, there was a couple parked out the front of the coffee shop that we stopped at so we decided to jump on. We downloaded the Lime scooter app and jumped on one of those and didn't read any of the rules of course and the two of us jumped on two up and rode back down towards the midway and along the boardwalk there which was pretty cool. Just a nice little boardwalk, everyone out going for their morning runs and walks and so on. Um, There was a car show uh in the park near one of the boardwalks so we scooted through that and it was pretty funny it's a bit of it's a lot quicker than walking around and it was like a dollar for every i don't know 15 minutes or whatever it was not very expensive and it was a cool way to sort of get around it was a bit of a novelty we had a a good giggle while we were traveling around on them and we got to see a fair bit of san diego we went up into downtown and um the old town and looked through the uh, the markets and stuff there which were pretty fun and um then it was time to head back to the car and sort of start getting it organized so i could get it fixed and get some new tires and so on on it so we did that and kirsten wasn't feeling super good that day so we also booked an airbnb we went and checked into that and then i ventured off into the world to go out and find a couple of little things that i hadn't got yet to get the car fixed up and got it all fixed up and got some new tires put on it and then uh, went back to the airbnb and had a bit of a relaxing night seeing how Kirsch wasn't feeling super good the next morning we woke up and we checked out balboa park in uh, san diego which was such a like it's a huge huge place and it's got so many different things there's something for pretty much everyone there i'd say if you're into a bit of a walk there's a like a botany center with Um, heaps of different plants and there's museums and art galleries and we saw people getting married there and it's just a really cool sort of spot to walk around and it's really nice we got lucky we had some uh, great California weather where it it got nice and warm and we could walk around and sort of hang out and be in shorts and a t-shirt and really enjoy the, the park for the day and that was pretty cool so after Balboa Park we headed down to uh, La Jolla and the La Jolla Tide po- Pools and the La Jolla Cove there which was a really pretty little spot. Um, some people were out surfing and hanging out, it had a pretty cool sort of relaxed beachy type vibe and um, yeah it was a really nice place to go and have a look, there was a, a massive sea lion colony uh, hanging out on the beach and we went and watched all the stupid people go and stand way too close to them. and not realize that if one of those things wanted to drag you into the water and drown you or just even knock you over and knock you down the cliff that they very easily could but um everyone had to go down there and get all their insta pics so we sort of just walked and had a bit of a laugh at that we saw a guy who wasn't on the beach sunbathing he was laying in the middle of a park sunbathing and he was in like a g-string and he had a girlfriend next to or what i can only assume was a girlfriend or a female friend laying next to him fully clothed sort of looking in like i wish you would just put some clothes on um so that was a bit of a laugh kirsten and i sort of walked around and made a couple of jokes at his expense and after we hit up uh, la jolla and along the beach there we sort of decided that we're already on our way to la we had an airbnb booked in la as well because there of course isn't a whole heap of camping in la unless you want to live amongst the uh, the homeless people and that didn't seem like the safest option so uh we decided to yeah book that airbnb which was not too far out of the city uh, but still reasonably expensive uh inexpensive it was just a private room and uh, a house which was pretty chilled out and we sort of just went there and there was nobody home so we just sort of hung out for a little while and uh when we were done with that we headed into the comedy store uh in la which for anybody who is into stand-up comedy would know that that's where a lot of the uh, the massive Hollywood comedians sort of work out their, their stuff and it was a Monday night so we didn't time it super well um, and it was a potluck night so we were sort of hoping that we'd get lucky and maybe get a famous person in there and get like a, a Dave Chappelle or a Joe Rogan or a Brendan Schaub or someone like that uh, unfortunately we uh, weren't so lucky but it was still a really fun night it was free to get in you had to have a two drink minimum which was fine we had uh curse and i had a couple of drinks and um some dinner like just some i think we had fried chicken and chips or something while we were yeah. there um and hung out and it was pretty fun night i really enjoyed it like the first section was like open micas and that was what you would expect from an open mic it was just some of the people that worked there and some of their friends I think and they got up some were funny some really weren't Um, but stand up would be a pretty tough thing especially to get started in LA I would imagine and then as the night progressed uh, the people got a little bit funnier and they were a little bit more regular sort of comedians and that sort of mid-level vibe and some got me really laughing really hard and I really enjoyed it like it was a really cool place to go to and and check out and do all that so Kirsten by the end of the night was a little bit sleepy and had been sick the day before and I was sort of sitting there giggling along to a couple of the last comedians it was about 11 o'clock eleven thirty, and I look across and Kirsten's fallen asleep um, so I figured it was probably time to go there uh, and we, um, we picked up and, and left after the next act there uh, so that was a, a good fun night we sort of didn't get too crazy and had a couple of drinks while we were there Um, and hung out and yeah it was a good fun night and had uh, a plenty of laughs even though there was no sort of massive names there it was still a good fun night we um, didn't do any of the theme parks in LA because we are being a bit tight on money this trip and um, have already done Disney and Universal and all that sort of stuff so we figured we didn't really need to do that and we check out some of the different parts of LA that we'd never seen before Uh, so we went into like downtown LA and we parked our car it was only like seven bucks for the day which was reasonable enough especially considering that it was LA and Kirst had found a Mickey Mouse art installation um, to go look at so that was going to be a real sort of interesting little spot and we weren't sort of sure what to expect and we walked through some pretty rough neighborhoods to get there (laughs) it was uh, a little bit um, interesting to see like there was tents just set up on the footpath and homeless people walking around everywhere asking for money and it was a very low socioeconomic sort of area in LA which is definitely not what you get when you do all the touristy things it definitely seems like that sort of city of bright lights and there's uh, definitely another sort of side to it when you walk through places like Skid Row and um, some of the downtown areas a little bit less uh less flash and a little bit less fancy and there's um it's a little bit poorer and there's some people that are a lot harder on their luck who obviously haven't made uh made the best of it in la or got the best of it in la so um that was really interesting and we walked through a couple of these rough neighborhoods to get to um this mickey mouse art installation because curse loves all things disney and we got there and we're sort of looking for this place and we're expecting like an art gallery or something like that and it was in a pizza parlor and it was legitimately just someone had uh like sticky taped about 150 mickey mouse dolls to one of the columns in the center of the uh the pizza place which uh, probably wasn't worth walking all the way just saying probably walked about 15 blocks through some pretty dodgy areas where i was a little bit concerned that we're going to be robbed in broad daylight but uh that was all for nothing because it didn't happen we were all pretty chill about it in the end but yeah walked all the way down to see some Mickey Mouse teddy bears stuck to a, a pole which uh, sure that's art oh yep good job guy or girl I think it was a girl actually um but that was uh one of our interesting little downtown parts of LA we walked through the uh, the market in downtown which was pretty cool so much food everywhere which was um, yeah, at the Grand Central Market, which was like it was a pretty cool place. We had plans for lunch already. We'd planned to uh, go check out In and Out Burger, the famous In and Out Burger that we hear is amazing all the time in um, back at home in Australia, where we don't have them. So we'd already sort of planned lunch, but um, yeah, definitely if you're in downtown LA and you're looking for a place to stop for lunch or dinner, go check out the Grand Central Market because it would definitely be a good place to go and get some food. It was absolutely packed and all the different stalls were all packed um, and a testament to sort of all the immigrant foods that were there. There was Mexican, there was European, there was food from all over the world in that one little market, which is an awesome little thing about living in a pretty urban place. You get people from all over the world that uh, come and contribute with, uh, with food, which was really cool to check out. We, while we were downtown as well, we also checked out the Bradbury building. Uh, so the Bradbury building was, it's like a cool old building that has some cool architecture and stuff like that. You can't really check it out too well because it's still a functioning like office block. I don't think they're going to leave any uh, real estate like that just for tourists in um downtown la where it's a pretty hustling uh, bustling little business center uh so we sort of just walked in there had a check out of the architecture and the old school elevators and that sort of stuff and then uh we headed to a place called the last bookstore and that was a really cool place like they it is a working bookstore but they've got like couches to sit there and read on and all the books you could possibly imagine and um, it was just a sort of cool place to hang out and be a really nice place to sort of sit with a, a coffee and read a book and um, they would have every book you could ever imagine there and they had a couple of little stalls there for local artists and stuff like that as well so um, it was a really interesting sort of little place so if you're in LA and you've got a bit of time head, head downtown make sure you stick to maybe a little bit less of the uh, bad neighbourhoods so do a bit of research before you leave um, definitely don't go around Skid Row. Uh, not a great place to hang out, and there's a few tent cities along there. And look, nothing bad happened to us, but uh, you're going to get hassled a lot, and it's just not a great environment to be in as a as a tourist. Um, but uh, yeah, head to places like the Bradley Building, the Grand Central Market, the Last Bookstore. It's one. Of, it's some of those places in LA that uh, most of the tourists don't get to see because it's not Disneyland and it's not. Universal Studios and stuff like that but uh, LA definitely has more than just theme parks and LAX airport for sure. Um, So after we finished up downtown we picked up the car from the car park and we headed down towards Venice Beach. Yeah, so after we finished downtown we headed uh, to a place that Kirsten had found while she was reading a travel blog about things to do in LA that weren't necessarily the theme parks and stuff like that so she found a little specialty crepe place that did ice cream and crepes and they did a creme brulee and salted caramel ice cream uh little crepe and it was freaking awesome so we parked probably like three blocks away and we're feeling super fit and active that day so we jumped on one of the lime scooters because there was one right next to the um to where we parked the car and we scooted our way down to this uh little crepe place and it was freaking delicious and amazing and for the life of me I cannot remember what it is called but I will find it and put it on social media somewhere uh when we post this episode of the podcast um but yeah that was freaking delicious we had dessert a little bit before lunch and we were heading for in and out burger so we just shared one between the two of us and it was really nice and we sort of just started scootering back and as I said, we didn't read any of the rules about these uh, scooters before we got on them, um, but we didn't see anyone wearing a helmet and so on. So we were just like, eh, they can't be that tight on them. Or we were riding the two of us on one scooter with no helmets down the footpath, and as we were riding down the footpath, we saw a police officer on a motorbike drive past, and he pulled across the road and like pulled up on the footpath and looked at us and goes, "You can't do that." And we we're like, "What are we doing wrong?" and he was really nice and um really cool about it he didn't give us a ticket or anything like that he said look we're still trying to work out the rules but the rules are definitely that you can only have one person per scooter and um you should try and find a helmet if you can please which is hilarious because in some states in the u.s you don't even have to wear a helmet on a motorbike but he was really cool about it we just turned it off and deactivated it and um walked the rest of the way we the only reason we were on the scooter is because it was novel and we couldn't really view other walking anyway so we just uh hoofed it back to the car but yeah it's really funny that a uh, copper on a motorbike was pulling over two aussies on a scooter on the footpath for being two up um but that was a bit of our laugh for the day and we headed uh got back to the car and headed to in and out burger and the walk probably did us a good to burn off some of those calories because in and out burger was fucking delicious like it was so good um the line out the drive through we decided to park and go in because the line out the drive through was all the way back into the shopping center it was like 15 20 minutes long um and the line inside didn't look too bad so we sort of just jumped in there it's worth the hype like it is in the big scheme of things it's just a fast it's a fast food burger but it's like if a big mac is like a five and in and out burger is like an eight and a half like it's not the best like good steak burger that you would get at a nice restaurant and you'll pay thirty dollars for but when you're paying eight dollars for a burger chips and a drink then you can't really complain it was pretty goddamn tasty the buns are good the meat was good it was a good thick patty look i'm not going to sit here and not uh, describe a hamburger to you all know what they are they're but it was really, really good, and I'd say if you're in LA or along the west coast, definitely check it out if you like your uh, your burgers, because it's definitely a good one. Um, and then we headed down, so we just uh, decided to walk down to Venice Beach, it was only probably like five or six blocks, um, so we got down there, and the waterfront area is really, really cool. Um, again, lots and lots of homeless people, but they don't. The ones on Venice Beach don't really sort of bother you. They sort of just stick to themselves, especially if you stay on the like bikey walking path. Um, and everyone had the bikes and stuff, so we decided to jump on separate scooters because we didn't want to break the rules again. Didn't want to get pulled over because we'd been let off with a warning by a very nice police officer. Um, so we got on our own scooters and we sort of scooted along towards Santa Monica Pier, which was good fun um until we got to for some reason it's a bike path and there's people scootering and biking and all the rest of it and then you get within I think it's a mile or two of Santa Monica Pier and it's no scooters allowed and the scooters are tracked by GPS on your phone and um through the scooter as well and it just won't let you go there which is fine like we were happy to walk the the last little bit is of um of it it's beautiful along the beach it was beautiful sunny California day again Um, but when we went to with these scooters you basically like you unlock them with your phone and that's how like your phone links to the scooter and um, as the time goes on it's like a taxi meter it just charges the card that you've got loaded onto that which is all good but um, to make sure like the next person doesn't use your card. You just have to like scan a QR code, and it locks it for you. But you have to have service, and right at where the no scooter zone was, where you got to tuck like put everything back in all the racks and all that sort of jazz, um, was like a dead zone for cell serv- like phone service. So uh, we couldn't lock them. So we had to like walk the scooters back about a mile before we could get the app to load and then lock them, and then leave them there and then walk the rest of the way and by that time it was starting to get dark and we knew we had to do a bit of driving we didn't want to get caught in LA traffic so we didn't make it all the way to Santa Monica Pier but we've done that before as well last time we were in LA um, and we didn't intend to get in we didn't intend on going any rides or anything like that so we sort of just walked back to the car and um, yeah it was good we sort of just enjoyed the sunshine and enjoyed a bit of a walk and walked off a little bit of that in and out burger which was um pretty cool and then we jumped back in the car and we jumped on the pacific coast highway out towards santa barbara um which is where we were going to set up camp for the night so there's like a little national forest just outside santa barbara we drove until probably like 8 eight thirty at night and then we drove up into the hills saw a couple of uh deer hanging out up there and we sort of just parked it was up on top of a nice little hill we couldn't really see the view we could see down to the the city lights which was pretty cool and then uh, we just set up camp for the night and uh off we went we were um, hanging out which was pretty good so the next morning we woke up um soaked in a bit of the view it was a bit chilly because we're up the top of um as i said up the top of uh, some hills just outside of santa barbara there and we got up and headed along the uh, the one along the pch towards big sur which was pretty cool there's uh lots of massive big forests and trees and you've got the the views out down to the ocean on the other side and it was really really pretty and that's definitely if you get the chance um to to do the drive definitely do the drive between la and san francisco on the uh, on that number one highway up through big sur and um past all the the nice beautiful forests and you get to drive right along the coastline like it's um it's like a really gorgeous part of uh of the world and a really really nice um drive be really cool to do in like a mustang or a sports car if you were just in the states for a little while and you were gonna cruise up to san fran um so i would definitely recommend getting um some sort of sports car but the suburban did its job and got us there in the end and we camped up um uh, sorry we got out and went for a a bit of a hike up to a, a pretty little waterfall which was cool we sort of just hung out and jumped around and were kids for the day and jumped around on trees and sort of just hung out and it was um it was a nice relaxing drive and it's probably equivalent to america's great ocean road if you're listening from australia like Um, that drive between sort of Melbourne and the 12 Apostles there but it just goes and goes and goes and goes and goes for uh, probably a whole day and a half two days drive um, if you want to sort of stop every now and again and soak in the views and enjoy it a bit so I would definitely recommend probably taking if you're gonna if you're willing to camp camp if not there's plenty of accommodation along the way as well so um, that's definitely if you have the time to drive definitely do it and definitely hire a mustang or a camaro or something like that and burn through the hills and the big bends and stuff like that because um it'd definitely be a bit of fun we got out and went for a hike and as, as sorry as i said and um there's a cool little lake where the waterfall was but it was way 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 too cold for swimming we started heading north so it was a little bit uh cooler than when we were in san diego and um so after our night's camping, um, pretty uneventful night, I think we had uh, one of our mac and cheese staples, or oh no sorry, we had a, a bit of pasta for our on the road cooking. We had, um, like, I think we had like a creamy pasta with some chicken which was actually really nice with some broccoli and so on which um, got us through the night and then it wasn't too cold but it wasn't super warm either and then we headed towards San Fran when we got to San Fernando, it was sort of like early afternoon. Um, we checked out the 16th Avenue Staircase, um, which, for those of you who don't know, it's like a little, it's a pretty big staircase. San Francisco, of course, being um, a very hilly place, it was uh, sort of in between two of the streets. And it's all covered in mosaics, and there's a garden there that's managed by the community, and it's pretty cool. But we noticed as we got there um, that there was lots of signs saying, don't leave your valuables in your car, high theft high theft area like um so that made us a little bit weary but um we checked out the staircase went up and down and sort of had a bit of a look and that's all you can really do there there's not any sort of activities we took some pictures and sort of soaked in the view you can see the golden gate bridge from there which was really nice um and then we headed over to the golden gate bridge it has a weird sort of system which it um only charges tolls one way which is heading southbound i believe it is back towards like la and stuff um so we got northbound over the bridge um and we went to the Marin headlands park um we had tried to book a campsite there over the phone the night before uh, the day before but unfortunately we couldn't get through to the right place to book a campsite um so we just went into the visitor center there and unfortunately, they said all the campsites were full for the night, so we had to sort of start looking for a bit of accommodation, which we were dreading in San Fran, being a super, super, super expensive city these days. Um, but we weren't too stressed about it. We sort of just wanted to enjoy our day. In the it's a beautiful little spot um, on the Marin Headlands. It's sort of like a national forest, national park type uh, deal, so you can get in there and have a bit of a look. And we drove around and checked it out and. Um, took some photos, and then we saw that there was like three places that you could get cool pictures of the of the bridge and with the bridge. So we went to the first one of those, and we pulled up in the first car park, and there was a coyote in the car park, which was like, oh, I don't know if we like can get out of the car or like attack us. And it was funny; it just looked like a dog, like it didn't look eh, like a mangy wild animal, like you would sort of expect when you hear the stories about coyotes it's legitimately just look like a big dog um somewhere between like a dog and a wolf but it didn't look super aggressive it sort of was just by itself and it was sort of keeping to itself and a couple of people pulled in and took photos and then drove out and we sort of it sort of walked off a little bit so we got out of the car and headed to the first spot and took some photos and then jumped back in the car and headed up to the sort of two main viewing areas so there's like an upper viewing area and then you can walk down and there's a beautiful little beach um with some picnic tables and stuff like that it's about a mile to walk down the hill and then back up um, a mile back up um and Kirsten and I sort of took the SLR and the tripod and just had a bit of fun like we probably hung out there for an hour and a half two hours just playing with the settings on the camera trying to get a good picture of the bridge and put the camera on self-timer and getting um pictures of ourselves with the bridge and taking pictures of each other and it was like a a good fun the lighting was really nice because it was just before sunset so there was sort of like that nice um afternoon pink sky and the background of the bridge it looked really pretty and there was like a weird giant wooden box that had washed up on the shore there it was um a bit of an interesting bit of subject matter for us to jump on and take some pictures and we met another couple down there that were sort of hanging out down there and we got chatting and all the rest of it so by the time we got back up to uh, where we would parked the car and the sort of top viewing area it was starting to get dark and starting to get a lot colder than we'd sort of experienced it was the first time we'd put jumpers on since I don't know when like we'd been through Utah and I think it was probably the first time we'd put jumpers on since Colorado like um, so that was a bit interesting. And we stayed up the top and took some pictures of the bridge at night and Kirst did some light trail photos with a uh, SLR, which turned out pretty cool. Um, but then we sat, sort of started having to really look for some accommodation. That was something we'd put off all day because we'd been dreading finding last-minute accommodation in um, in San Fran. But I looked up all the sort of standards, Skyscanner and Kayak and Booking.com, and there was one that... Sort of stuck out amongst the uh, the three and four hundred dollar three star hotels, which is not really something we wanted to pay all that money for. And there was one that said San Francisco's cheapest room. We're like, that sounds like us, and it was still seventy five dollars US for the night. So wasn't like super cheap, like especially considering that we'd stayed in a beautiful hostel in Mexico about a week or two before, uh, and. We had a beautiful clean room and it was pretty big. And like, there was a couple of other people that hung out there because it was a hostel. But in the big scheme of things, it wasn't that bad. But and it was only $11 a night. But the uh, that was pretty much our only option. So we called them up and we said, Look, we have a car. Is there anywhere to park? And, um, they said no but there's a parking garage right next door and we're sort of driving we found it in the end we were driving in San Fran at night which was a little bit stressful there's a lot of one-way streets and it's a pretty easy place to get lost and we could see that there was like a lot a lot a lot a lot of homeless people just sort of hanging around on the street and we found the hotel and there was sure enough there was a parking garage next to it and there was a guy who sort of didn't look like what you would expect someone who is at work to be um doing and we later found out that he was probably a homeless dude impersonating a um a parking garage attendant but when we went to pull in he told us that it would be $50 to park $50 US to park our um our car overnight because it's a suburban it was a uh, oversized sedan so uh yeah we'd have to pay $50 for the night parking and we said well thanks but no thanks and reversed out of there and uh, started looking for a new place to park that wasn't too far away and there wasn't a whole lot of street parking so we and we didn't really want to park because it was a pretty bad neighborhood um there's a lot of homeless people sort of just hanging around you could hear people screaming to each other and uh, the beautiful things that meth can do to people, but. Um, We found a couple of other parking garages which both said on the web that they were $25, $30 for the night. And then we got there and he goes, no, no, you're an oversized car. You're an oversized car. It'll cost you $50 for the night. And we found another one that was $40 and we sort of considered it until he said, no, well, guess what? You have to leave your keys here with us. And I'm like, I don't really want to do that because you don't seem like the most trustworthy people in the world. And I was already in a bit of a suspicious mood because like we'd uh encountered some dodgy people and he's like yeah you have to leave your keys here and we have to be able to move it and we have to be able to park it on the street and so on i was like yeah well i'm not leaving my uh my passports and our camera equipment and all that sort of stuff in a parking garage where someone has the keys to my car and can just go in and uh, sell it to whoever they please so um that wasn't going to be an option so we ended up driving like five or six blocks from our hotel and finding some street parking in a quieter seeming neighborhood and we packed up like three uh, two backpacks each of all of our most valuable stuff like all of our tech and our cameras and all that sort of stuff and our passports and wallets and all that sort of stuff and some clothes for the next day and walked back to the hotel and i tell you right now walking through Uh, downtown Seattle and I think we found out that there's a bad neighbourhood called the Tenderloin Um, but walking through Seattle at, uh, sorry Seattle, that's where we are at the moment walking through San Fran at 9.30 at night when you're stressed out because you haven't been able to find a car park and there's people screaming and people sleeping on the footpath and people asking you for money and fighting amongst themselves and sort of trying to do deals and everything stinks like piss and shit all over the side of the footpath which wasn't ideal and we sort of walked along and we were starving by this time because it was 9:30 at night and we'd been trying to find accommodation and um a place to park the car for the last couple of hours so we um found some i think it was chinese takeaway and we took some chinese takeaway up to our hotel we finally got there we had to be buzzed through three thick metal security doors um to get into this place and When we got up to the front desk, we sort of pushed the buzzer and a little Indian girl um, ran down in her pyjamas and just got us to sign a couple of bits of standard sort of hotel paperwork. And then um, she gave us our key to our room. Change position. Yeah, she gave us the key to our uh, room and we headed up and she said, yep, you'll be the first door on the right after the staircase. So we thought, oh, cool, that'll be nice and easy to get to we lugged all our stuff up there and it was the room hadn't been cleaned or tidied and i don't know if someone else was actually still staying there for the night because there was shopping bags all over the floor and there were still clothes in the room and the bed was a mess and it was like okay what's going on here i think she must have given us like a wrong key so we walked back down buzzed the front desk again and this um, poor little Indian girl in her pajamas sort of runs down the steps again and she's like yeah oh sorry yep, just try this one and she just gave us a different key and we walked into this room and it wasn't a single bed but it wasn't a double bed either it was somewhere, it might have been like a it might have been like a king single at best like it was just big enough to fit like two people and I hung, I'm six foot three and I hung about six inches off the end of the bed which was super fun um there was no air conditioning no heating and it was pretty warm in san fran that day so there was no air con or anything like that it seriously seemed like they had it had been like an office block and they just put up like walls and put a bed in each room it was a shared bedroom uh, sorry a shared bathroom amongst the whole floor so you had um, one toilet and one shower that were in the same room for the whole floor which was an interesting little concept Um, and it sort of Kirsten and I looked at each other and went we stayed in a beautiful free campsite last night and all we had to do was like chuck up our tent and pump up the air mattress and it was super comfortable and super pretty and we had nice views and hikes and all that sort of stuff available to us and we just paid $75 US to stay in something that's smaller than my bedroom at home like it was tiny and it was pretty gross um but it made us appreciate sort of how good we had at camping and how much we couldn't wait to be we booked a campsite out out at Marin Headlands for the next day um and yeah that was um that was where we were going to spend the next night because we definitely weren't paying for another night's accommodation in San Fran um so we sort of just pulled up some Netflix on the uh, on the free Wi-Fi which was probably the best part of our stay there because it was actually pretty quick, which was cool um, gave us the opportunity to download some stuff for uh, the next few days where we probably wouldn't have any Wi-Fi uh, and then we um, just went to sleep, woke up the next morning and um, headed downtown like down through, uh, the area that we came from where we parked the car. Um, still wasn't super nice, but it was a little bit friendlier at um, at nine, oh, 9 o'clock in the morning than it was at 9 o'clock at night. Um, still so many homeless people all hanging around that one sort of area there. Um, we went and got the world's most terrible service from a... Um, we went and got the world's most terrible service from a, uh, a coffee place in San Francisco whose name I didn't even bother to remember because um, we asked for our coffees to go and they made them for, like, in cups that we would drink if you were at the restaurant. And they, um, the guy practically yelled at me because I wanted to change it. He's like, no, you ordered to, for here. And I was like, no, I definitely ordered to go. And he's like, ah, oh, well... Uh, d- yeah and he was just really rude and really horrible so by this time i was pretty much done with san francisco like i was like you know what fuck this place uh yep you've got a pretty bridge that's all you got going for you it's a shithole of a city um but we persisted with it and um we went and did all the touristy things which was uh was nice we went to Juridelli square and it was pretty early in the morning so it was pretty quiet which was nice and um we sort of hung out there and got some chocolate and um, went for a walk along Pier 32, and that was really nice and interesting. We didn't really feel the need to jump on a ferry out to Alcatraz for the cost. And um, as we were walking along the pier, there was um, a guy that actually got five bucks out of us. Uh, He stopped us and we're like, fuck, are we in trouble? Like, did we do something wrong? And he sort of flashed a badge at us and we're like, what did we do like what's going on here and he identified himself as the smile police uh and that we're being stopped for being too happy and that we should donate uh five dollars to uh the local homeless charity which he got us because he was funny like he was good and he had a bit of a laugh and he um had a bit of a joke back and forth with us and made fun of us a little bit and it was just a good way to do it and i gave him five bucks and we sort of just continued on our merry little way, and um, we decided to, instead of going out for lunch in San Fran, San Fran again being super, super expensive everywhere you go, um, we were like, oh, we'll just have a, uh, a cheap picnic, we'll go up to the Painted Ladies, which is a group of like four or five houses um, that are all painted up in cool colours, and we're like, oh, we'll just have a nice little picnic and kick back and relax, and it'll be cheaper than going out for lunch, and, we went to a couple of different supermarkets and it definitely wasn't a um, cheap Nebraska City Walmart shop. We went to, a, I believe it was a Safeway and we didn't know about the uh, loyalty cards or anything like that. And I think our picnic ended up costing us like 35 bucks um, for a bottle of wine, some cheese and some biscuits and some, I think we had ham or like cold cut meat or something like that. But it uh, ended up not actually being the cheaper alternative but we headed up to the painted ladies there's a a nice little park up there and we set up a picnic blanket and laid down and had some wine in our uh travel cup so we weren't being too obvious that we were drinking in public um and sort of just hung out and kicked back and relaxed a little bit and san france sort of got back in my favor a little bit but look i'll tell you right now if you're traveling to the u.s and you're looking for value for money and you're trying to decide especially if you're trying to decide between like la and san fran or san diego and san fran um go south <laughs> go to san diego because i did not appreciate san francisco like i don't know if it's just because you need to be rich to enjoy it like if you have a shitload of money and you can stay in a beautiful five-star hotel and you don't mind paying 500 dollars a night for accommodation like it might be okay but if you're a younger person and or you're on a bit of a budget I would probably recommend going to San Diego where you can chill out a bit and everything's a little bit cheap. Like, it's still not cheap because you're in California, but it's a little bit cheaper and you can. it's a little bit more chill vibe. Like, you don't have to worry about getting hassled as much. And it's, um, it's definitely a nicer spot along the beach there. Like, the bridge is cool and the Marin Headlands Park was cool, but other than that, and the pier was, like, interesting but just touristy. So it's, like, one of those things, if you're doing mainly touristy things... Um, you can check it out, but it's definitely not one of those places that you have, like, I'm not going to ever, I don't ever feel the need to go back to San Francisco. Um, and that was sort of the way it was. We finished up after we had our, um, lunch, it was actually a campsite that we had to hike into. So we headed back out towards the Marin Headlands and over the bridge and, um, sort of filled our backpacks up with their, like, sleeping bags and tent and all that sort of stuff and that we'd need for the night, and we knew that it wasn't a long walk. I think it was about a mile and a half into this campsite, so about two and a half, three k's uh, into this campsite, which wasn't too bad. Um, we even left our dinner stuff back in the car because there wasn't enough room in the backpack to, um, to bring it, and Kirsten wasn't really bothered with Bring it. couldn't really be bothered with bringing uh, another big backpack with us that we'd have to store and all that sort of stuff so and we knew that it was just a short walk back to get our um to get our dinner so we hiked in and set up camp and sort of hung out for a little bit and then a um a couple of guys rode in on a um tandem bike and set up camp and we we're like oh that's um that's a cool effort onto where they've come from and we saw a bobcat up on the hill and i sort of walked over and i went oh i check that out that's pretty cool and they came over and like oh what what are you looking at and I explained it to them we ended up having a really good chat and we ended up finding out that these dudes had ridden a tandem bike from Seattle to San Francisco um and it was sort of their last holiday they were moving to um they were moving to Buffalo in New York and it was sort of their holiday between leaving their old jobs and starting their new jobs and we ended up having a really good chat and hanging out and then we walked back to the car to um get our dinner stuff which we just had a pretty simple little tomato soup and then we walked back to the campsite and by that time it had started to get cold and the um two dudes had packed up into their tent and um poked their head out as we walked back and they're like it got too cold so we went to bed and we're like yeah fair enough we're probably going to do the same thing so we Kirsten and I just snuggled up in bed and I think we watched a couple of things, Um, a couple of Anthony Bourdain shows on Netflix that we downloaded from our hotel the night before and it was just a pretty chill night and nice to kick back and relax and not have to pay $70 for a shithole little room and be out in nature again. It felt pretty nice to um, sort of kick back and the next morning we got up and thanked our lucky stars that we downloaded Gas Buddy onto our phone um, because it saved us a $1.50 a gallon on fuel, um, in, in actual San Francisco, again, everything's more expensive, it was like $4.50 to $5.00 a gallon for gas, and I was like, I am not fucking paying $5.00 a gallon for gas, like, that's more than Australian prices, that's bloody ridiculous, um, and then we used gas Buddy and we found a place that was selling it for three fifty a litre, um, that was actually closer to where we were, which was really good, it was probably like 10, 15 minutes out of the way, so we, Filled up the thirsty little Shamu Suburban and uh, we headed out of San Fran. Um, As I said, it's got a cool bridge, Um, other than that I would not feel the need to head back to San Francisco in in a massive hurry until I am very wealthy and can afford to just stop there maybe for a night or maybe two at tops and stay in a nice four-star accommodation, which I'd still be pissed off about paying $400 for, and then go somewhere better. Um, And yeah, definitely if you're choosing between LA, San Diego, and San Fran, San Fran's the one of the three that you should drop. Um, I really enjoyed the drive up there. Like, as I said, along that number one highway, that was really, really pretty. Um, But yeah, just be aware that it's, um, there's a real bad homeless problem. You're going to get hassled it's super super expensive and it's a pretty uptight sort of feeling um community that well that's just the feeling that we got there um please tell me in the comments uh, if you've had different experiences in san fran but um yeah at the moment it's somewhere that someone would need to change my mind about um so after we finished after we packed up camp that morning at marin headlands we were heading to the uh, Yosemite National Park and the Yosemite Valley which we were really really looking forward to the drive is not super interesting and is sort of three or four hours I can't remember exactly how far um, sort of just dry rolling hills nothing super exciting happened along the way um, and we got into or Yos- oh, towards Yosemite we camped of course all the campsites in the national park especially being in California and being a really popular one uh, were all either full or 30 or $40 a night, and we found a campsite on some uh, land management on National Forest uh, land, um, which was free for the night. So we stayed there. Uh, we met up with a, a cool English couple who uh, were making their way across country. They'd bought... They'd bought they had rented a van in new york and they were driving from new york to san diego um which that we got on really well with them we sort of hung out and had dinner and a couple of beers and just shot the shit all night and it was funny kirsten and i when we went to bed that night we were talking about how it's funny how um much easier it is to sort of just have a long chat with english people versus american people like as strangers you sort of have a little bit more common ground and they understand your slang a little bit more and you don't have to put accents on words like they the the brits that we caught up with sort of understood what we were talking about and understood our references and all that sort of stuff so that was a funny little tidbit that we had noticed um but yeah they were good fun as i said we had a couple of beers and sort of just hung out and Mm -hmm. it was cool to um yeah, just hang out with some different sort of people that were, uh, vegos, So they said that it had been really hard for them in the States because they had had to live off basically like jam on toast and mac and cheese because they have been, especially through like the Midwest, because they hadn't been able to find, um, super good vego options, which was, um, which was interesting. Not a problem that we've had because we're meat eaters, but, um, yeah, it was another wiki camp sort of success. And, We um, enjoyed sitting there and hanging out with uh, those guys, and then the next morning we got up and headed into Yosemite, so it's uh, a bit of a confusing park to navigate. It's got a lot of one-way strips through the the Yosemite Valley there, which is the most highly trafficked area, um, which makes sense in the big scheme of things, but I wish we had done a little bit more research on how to get around before we went in and didn't have great uh, service on Google Maps and stuff like that, so that's definitely a tip if you're going to Yosemite just it's not a super complicated place but it's just good to have a good idea of like the directions that the roads go and where everything is and just make sure that like the things you want to see are you do them in order it's one of those places that you sort of have to plan out a little bit more um than I was expecting because it's just once you go past something it can be a bit of a like it's not too bad but it can be a bit of a pain in the backside to uh, To get back around you have to find a loop and get back around and yeah it's a a lot of one-way driving but really really beautiful park like crazy 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 views and um if you're into rock climbing and stuff like that there's heaps of rock climbing there we went to the visitor center and they had it's a really really cool visitor center and you can tell that it's a really highly trafficked Um, place because like they had a a store there very similar to Yellowstone where you could buy all your food and drinks and it was basically a grocery store and then at the visitor center they had um, a couple of movies which we like we watched one of the movies there which was pretty cool and we um, were looking for a hike to do and um, sort of the most challenging hike that we'd done so far was the Narrows which was pretty tough like we had to walk through the water and Had to get up super early and it was like the middle of the day so it wasn't super hot but it wasn't cool either it was sort of really nice weather um and we found one called the mist Mist trail which sort of you hike up and there's a waterfall and then you hike up a little bit further and there's another waterfall and it was going to be like four and a half miles and it said uh the rating on it was like difficult and but like we'd heard and we'd seen pictures and it was supposed to be really pretty and we had six hours spare so we figured that we'd uh we'd give it a go yeah so we headed up the mist trail and it was the definitely the hardest hike i've ever done in my life Uh, the tracker on my phone said that we ascended uh 1750 feet in four and a half miles um which was basically just like walking up super steep steps for four and a half miles so it was definitely a hell of a workout um but it was really cool to see like there was people of sort of all fitness levels doing it and um some people just stopped at the first waterfall some people stopped there was like a little viewing area that was probably uh, a mile in that you could see both the waterfalls from and it was some um, really pretty there so some people stopped there so definitely don't like let your fitness level Determine not going on hikes. Like you can still do it, and you when once you're tired or exhausted, just stop and turn around. Like Kirsten and I said, even even when we got to the top and we were like exhausted, and we knew that we had to turn around and walk all the way back down, which like was going to be easier, but not super easy because it was still pretty steep and still had to take a bit of care, and it was still a decent walk. Um, And yeah, like, but we said after it, we were exhausted and we said, I've never regretted a hike yet. Like, and I don't think I've met anyone who had, no matter how hard it was, like, it's still definitely worth it. And when we got to the top, the views up there were so gorgeous and you got to soak in two really, really cool waterfalls. There wasn't any mist because it was like the start of autumn. So the, the mist from the waterfall sort of comes after the melt in like spring and early summer. Um, which would definitely be cool to to check out but you can continue on as well if um, if the trails are open the trails weren't open the day we were there to a place called Half Dome um, which check that out jump on google and check out Half Dome at Yosemite National Park Um, it's like exactly what it's described as it's half a dome that you sort of walk up and you can get right to the very very top of the park and check it all out which unfortunately that was closed the day we were there Um, but we were so exhausted by the time we got to the top we probably would have struggled to make it another I think it was another 500 feet of elevation Um, but yeah it was super super cool Um, definitely definitely worth it and by the time we got back down um, to the bottom of the hike um, it was starting to get late and we were sort of exhausted and we were wondering do we Drive all the way through the park and try and find a camp on the other side of the park, or do we go back to where we came from? Even though it was a little bit of backtracking, we decided to go back to the spot we um, had camped in the night before and um, just get some sleep and wake up nice and early in the morning and head off uh, on the next step of the adventure, which is exactly what we did. We um, went back and camped and we just set up the tent and set up the air mattress and. Basically collapsed in a in a heap. It was probably only seven thirty eight o'clock by the time we went to bed, and we were um, out like lights. And then we woke up the next morning, and headed through Yosemite. We didn't bother going back into the valley because we felt like we didn't really need to. We saw everything we needed to see there uh, the day before, and yeah, we sort of just drove through the rest of Yosemite, heading west to east. And Kirst had found. On, um, on the web that there was these natural hot springs that were probably like 45 minutes to an hour at uh, the other side of, um, Yellow- uh, of Yosemite, which was um, cool, and we thought, oh, that'll be perfect, it'll uh, ease our aching bones, and they were free to the public, and we got there and parked, and there was a couple of other cars in the car park, and it was sort of a long, janky road to get in there, and it was cor- corrugated and pretty rough to get into, but nothing that the big old suburban couldn't handle and we got there and um yeah we sort of walked down there was one guy in the in the baths there they're like natural sulfur baths and it sort of wasn't managed by anyone you sort of just walked down there and found it and jumped in and it was cold outside like it was probably only 40 45 degrees fahrenheit so it was only like low five six degrees celsius and um so it was pretty chilly, so we chucked on shorts and Kirsten chucked on her one piece when we headed down to these hot springs and had a bit of a soak and Kirsten could see some people moving sort of off in the distance and she looked over and she goes, I think I think those people down there are, are naked. And I went, Aha, oh, that's different. And they were sort of covering, so there was a couple down there, there was a guy and a girl and they were covering themselves in mud and they were all nudied up and we were like, oh I wonder if this is like a nudist place and we sort of looked across at the guy next to us who was sort of just laying there and the water was a bit murky so you couldn't tell if he was naked or not and you're like hmm, okay and then the uh, the couple that was covered in mud traipsed their way up to the bars that we were in and they were definitely completely starkest naked and yeah it was 30 something degrees outside so it was uh, a, a little bit cold for the uh, poor chap but um he, they both jumped in and sort of washed themselves off and then we realised that the other dude was naked and everyone was naked except us and we're like, um, hmm, are we the weird ones because we're wearing clothes in a public place? Like, what's going on here? Um, so we sort of had a bit of a soak for a little while longer and um, jumped up and dried off and headed back to the car and put some warm clothes back on and um, hit, hit the road again. So, fuel anywhere near we're getting sort of low on fuel so we're looking for um, places to fill up and anywhere around Yosemite is an absolute ripoff again four to five dollars a gallon which is completely ridiculous considering that like in some of the cities and stuff you'll see places that'll have fuel for five dollars four dollars fifty a gallon right next to places that have fuel for 3 thirty 350 3 ten some of the places in the Midwest are down under three dollars and as I record this now, which is on the 7th of December, um, there's places in the states now that are under $2 a gallon. So um, we didn't want to pay that much. So we just put $20 in and we sort of were heading towards Lake Tahoe. Um, and we could see on Gas Buddy that there was some cheaper fuel up around that area. So we put $20 in and headed up uh, to, we actually headed up into Nevada i believe it was carson city and we filled up the tank there which was um which was good it was a bit cheaper there and then we headed towards lake tahoe yeah so we headed to uh lake tahoe which was another really really cool place um it was just one of those places that was really pretty we stopped and had a bit of uh lunch um next to the lake it was starting to cool off a bit by this time we were in um sort of long pants and t-shirts and such and it was sort of starting to cool off a bit but the the um scenery was absolutely gorgeous still there wasn't a whole heap of people around you could definitely tell it was the off in between season um we didn't know that lake tahoe is like a really popular place in summer and winter but not so much in fall and spring um because it's a just out of lake tahoe there's like some mountains and stuff which are really good for snow skiing apparently and then of course you've got the lake for water sports in the uh, in the summer so we were there in a bit of a quiet time for them um so there wasn't like a whole heap of stuff open uh, or a whole heap of stuff to sort of do but we checked out the scenery and it was really really pretty and there was a place called the Emerald Cove or Emerald Inlet or something like that um and we sort of hung out there for a little while and enjoyed the scenery and enjoyed the drive around and then we headed up to our campsite for the night uh, and set up camp again and something about California we were meeting people from uh, all over the world so we set up our camp and we we're sitting there having a couple of beers and we we're recording the Baja episode of the podcast and um, a couple of Kiwi fellows came up who one was here for uni and one had come over to visit his mate who was here for uni um, and we ended up sitting around the campfire uh toasting marshmallows and smashing a couple of beers for the night and again one of those things where people from closer to home so we could have a bit more of a a chat with them and they sort of got what we were talking about and had a good sort of night and chilled out and went to bed and that was the first night that it got really really cold Uh, once we got away from the campfire it was super super cold so we um Yeah, had to rug up a little bit there and we were sleeping in hoodies and long pants and sleeping bags were zipped up all the way and beanies and all the rest of that sort of stuff and it was a bit chilly but we got through it and um we got up the next morning and headed up towards portland so on the way up to portland we did a bit of a drive day we um So on the way up to Portland, we did a bit of a driveway, organized a couple of things, did some laundry, got in touch with some family, sent some messages back home, so on and so forth. Um, It was a pretty nothing day. We drove uh, for the rest of the day until nightfall, and then we stopped at a rest stop where we read you could camp and park, and we decided to uh, sleep in the car that night because we didn't really want to set up a tent in a rest stop and draw attention to ourselves. So everyone else was sort of sleeping in there, Vehicles. So we sort of just laid out some blankets and stuff in the back of the Suburban and started reorganizing it and um, slept in the back, which was good. It was a bit warmer as well, which was a plus uh, in the car as opposed to in the tent. And um, yeah, it was a, a pretty chill night. We got up nice and early the next morning because we just sort of were woken by trucks and stuff driving around. Um, and headed into portland we were probably only like a 25 minute half an hour drive uh, from portland and we're dying for a shower um when we got in there we sort of hadn't had a shower since before our hike in yosemite so we're getting a bit stinky and felt a little bit gross and we were sort of looking for a place to have a shower and there was like massive big um They call them travel centers over here, like roadhouses that all the truckers use to shower and do all that sort of stuff. I went in there, and they wanted $12.50 per person for a five-minute shower. I was like, I'm not paying $12.50 for a shower. Come on, what's going on here? Really? And she was like, well, that's the price. Too bad, so sad. Um, So we ended up looking for – we found a pool in Portland that offered – they had day passes there for four dollars fifty so for four dollars fifty each kirsten and i got a swim there was a hot tub there but unfortunately it was closed down for the day um and then we just went into the showers and had a shower like washed our hair and put some soap on and enjoyed a bit of a a shower and swim and we did it for four dollars fifty instead of paying twelve dollars fifty for a shower in another place uh in a roadhouse or anywhere like that so that was um a trick that we learned and we'll probably be using that as we head across the country uh, on our drive from Seattle to New York. Uh, that's definitely a trick to remember if you're road tripping the US as well. Um, yeah, just go to a rec center. They probably have a hot tub for you to sil- chill and have a soak in. They'll have a pool and they have showers there as well. So just putting that out there into the universe. Um, so we hung out in Portland for the day. We checked out like the Nike factory outlet and we went and... Um, had a a coffee at one of the local cafes and we sort of were looking for things to do and couldn't really find a whole lot that wasn't sort of food or drinking orientated Um, so we went and watched a movie for the day we went and watched uh, First Man which was the movie about Neil Armstrong which was pretty cool it was a rainy day so we didn't really have like a whole lot of outdoor activities available to us um, we went to a cider house, um, in Portland and we got, we had, we both tried for the first time a pineapple cider, which was freaking delicious as well. Um, so we got a, a nice big bottle of that. Um, we went and had, I was, I'd been craving for like the last probably five or six days, a good Aussie pie. And there was a shop in Portland that was uh the Aussie Pie shop. Um so we went there for lunch and that was really, really good and sort of scratched an itch that I had and was making me a little bit homesick. And then we um Yeah, we headed out to uh the cider place and then um we were sort of hanging out there and we're like, oh what are we gonna do? Like we had plans to meet up with some friends in Seattle about a week from then and we had a tour booked at the Boeing factory. Um in a few days and we're like oh we've still got like a couple of days we've got up the west coast like maybe a little bit too quick like what are we going to do and then a friend of ours um from phoenix jesse who i've talked about in our uh, arizona episode of the podcast he was like hey you guys in portland because i think we checked in at the cider place or the pie shop or wherever we were and we're like yeah and he's like oh i'm in seattle for work Uh, he's an it guy he was doing some stuff with microsoft he's like you should come Up to Seattle, and we're like, oh, cool. So we checked it out and we sort of went, well, um, yeah, we'll just do that. So we drove for another couple of hours and we headed up to Seattle. And him and his uh, workmate were up uh, sharing a hotel. So we smuggled our um, air mattress. We just sort of looked at the front desk guy and walked out to the car and put our um, air mattress and blankets and stuff into one of our backpacks and nonchalantly sort of walked our way back into the hotel and quickly got in the end of a elevator and headed up to his room and pumped up the air mattress and sort of slept on his floor for the night. And then we booked a hotel for the weekend. They extended their um, work trip for the weekend to sort of hang out in Seattle and check it out. So it was good to see some friendly faces and hang out and have a bit of fun. And we went out for dinner a couple of times and, um, went to the Pike Place market and checked all that out. And, um, had lots of food and drinks and sort of just chilled out and um we went to the there's a place near the Park Place Market that did whiskey gin and vodka tasting which was an experience um there was definitely some strong drinks there and I think we got a flight of like five or six samples um five or six samples Of uh, each there, so we were feeling a little bit tipsy by the time we sort of headed back to the hotel room, Um, and then we went out to Italian for the for dinner. Um, And after yeah, when we did the come on think yeah, we went out to this Italian restaurant for dinner with our with our mates. Um, It was a shitty rainy Seattle night, unfortunately, but uh, we made it into the restaurant semi dry and. we went to place our order and you couldn't order for one person it was sharing restaurant, so basically you had to order for groups of three or five and there was four of us we sort of looked at the waitress and went what we can't get individual meals and she's like no everything here is for sharing and i was like okay that's different um so we ended up asking her like should we get for three and get like a side or should we get for five and she's like oh you can probably tackle a side uh, sorry you could probably tackle for 5 like there's four of you and if not you can just have leftovers so we got a massive big bowl of chicken carbonara pasta and we ate four of us ate for five people and by the end of it we were just about rolling out of this place we were both, all five of us were all four of us were pretty full and um, after that we sort of went back to the hotel room and kicked back and relaxed again and went from there After uh, our friends left on the Saturday, uh, on the Sunday morning, um, we decided to drive up to Canada for a couple of days. We still had a couple of days before we needed to be back for the um, for the tour of the Boeing factory and to catch up with our, our friends in Seattle, and we sort of didn't want to overstay our welcome at, at our mate's place um, in Seattle. So we headed up towards uh, Whistler in British Columbia, um, really cruisy, sort of border-crossing didn't have to have any visas arranged because we are only staying for a couple of days. So we sort of just went there and he, the guy at the border control said, how long are you staying for? We said, oh, it's only a couple of days. He swiped our passports and in we went to Canada. Um, And British Columbia, wow, like that is a beautiful place. And it was different to driving up the California coast, but we drove up sort of the coastline towards Whistler and it was just gorgeous. Like there was these massive big mountains and islands with massive mountains out in the ocean and it was a really really cool drive and we stopped along the way and got lunch at this little cafe and um in a place where the eagles come to hunt the salmon um which was really cool unfortunately there was no eagles or salmon around because um, again we were there at sort of the wrong time of the year for that um but we it was a really nice place to have some lunch and then we cruised up to whistler um where we couldn't afford to have dinner in the whistler village but we got some cheap dessert and um had a beer and a cider each and um didn't bother with dinner that day and went uh went out to find our campsite for the night so another free campsites adventure we sort of drove along the highway just north of whistler for a little bit longer and found our little spot and um in we went and sort of tucked away in there and yeah we sort of just tucked away in there and for the night and that was us for the night we got up in the morning and it was still a little bit cloudy um... we ah shit go back a little bit on the drive up we also went for a a cool little hike through the the hills there which was nice to get out and stretch legs again um... we broke the advice of TLC, TLC and went chasing waterfalls and Got some more cool pictures and um, we found a place where they did bungee jumping but unfortunately there was no bungee jumping because again we were sort of not in the right season for it. Everything seems to happen in either summer or winter um, up there and not so much was happening in fall and spring, uh, in autumn and spring so uh, we missed out on that but went for a, a pretty cool hike. We were pretty happy that we didn't see any bears which was nice. Um, and. Yeah, then sorry, we headed into Whistler, had our dinner and uh, had our dessert for dinner and um, headed to our camping spot for the night which was cool. And then we woke up the next morning and we went to check out Whistler Village. Unfortunately, we didn't have a super good view of uh, the mountain because it was all covered in cloud, but we checked it out. We had Tim H- Hortons espresso and hot chocolate and a donut for breakfast which uh, was our super Canada part of the day where we had our Tim Horton's <laughs> coffee and donuts um, and again we had some we'd been pretty lucky with weather all through sort of uh, the Dakotas and Yellowstone and, um, and, and Colorado and Utah and Baja and all that sort of stuff except for the hurricanes in Baja but it was uh, a pretty rainy day as we headed back into um, Vancouver and um, yeah we checked out Stanley Park but we didn't really get out of the car too much because it was Belting down with rain all day, but it was still a pretty cool place to check out. We went down to the Granville Markets, which had some awesome food and lots of free samples and hot apple cider, which we'd been become addicted to after our time at the Pike Place Market. Um, cool spot to check out. Heaps of souvenirs and stuff like that. And we spent the the day in, in Vancouver getting some souvenirs and Christmas presents for people back home. And um, yeah, it was, um, it was definitely interesting. We checked out a steam-powered clock in Gastown, which was, sure, it was interesting enough. It was a clock. Um, pretty cool history behind it, though. Um, yeah, so it was a pretty cool day in Vancouver. As I said, the weather wasn't super good, but it just gave us the vibe of a, a really nice town. It sort of felt a lot like Melbourne. It was sort of a little bit chilled, but it was nice, and there was friendly people around, and it was... Um, yeah, it just seemed like we got a good vibe from the city. And then as we were walking around, Kirst got online and found out that there was a hockey game in town that night, an NHL game between the Vancouver Canucks and the Minnesota Wild. Um, and she got some last-minute tickets, which were pretty cheap, and that was awesome. We decided to check that out, and we figured, oh yeah, it was a 7.30 game, and it's three 20-minute periods, and with breaks and that, probably going to be like, what, an hour and a half? and we'll be on the road and back down towards Everett and Seattle um, by sort of like 8.30, 9 o'clock at the latest. And um, it was so much fun. Like, we had heaps of fun. Before we got to the game, um, we were sort of weary of how much stadium food would cost us, but we saw a massive sort of line, um, and there was a Costco warehouse right next to the, the stadium where they played. And... Um, Sure enough, they were selling, like, they're doing the Costco food there. And for three American dollars, Kirsten and I got a hot dog each, a slice of pizza, and two drinks, uh, which was awesome because when we got into the stadium, it was $6.99 just for a hot dog, and the hot dogs were smaller than the hot dogs we had at Costco, and five bucks for a bottle of soft drink. So we saved ourselves some cash there, um, which was awesome, and then we um, went to the hockey game knew absolutely none of the rules but the atmosphere there was fucking awesome like it was like it's a smaller indoor sort of arena so you get that building of noise and they sung the american and canadian national anthems and everyone got super into it and that sort of just got you pumped up and it was um good good fun like yeah it was one of those things that um yeah, it was definitely, if you're in the States or, or Canada, definitely check out an NHL game because the atmosphere was really, really cool. They had a heap of fun with it. They do a heap of really cool like music and light stuff. So even if you're not a massive sports fan, you'll still be entertained. Um, and yeah, it was great fun. And then after the hockey game finished, which went for so much longer than we expected it to, it, I think it finished up at... 10:30 or quarter to 11 by the time they have all their breaks and they stop for penalties and stoppage time and all that sort of stuff um, and the Canucks won which was good the home team was very happy about that and the uh, stadium sort of erupted as they uh, the siren the final siren went which was pretty cool to uh, to be in and then um, we decided that we we're gonna head back into um, into the US that night and just try and find somewhere to camp and Kirst got on wiki camps and was sort of madly scrolling around and we crossed the border at again about midnight and um the border the border official coming back into the u.s was a little bit more sort of i don't know he was just he i think he was having a bad day he was just a little bit grumpy and wanted to ask us a few extra questions and was wondering like when we're leaving and why we're going back and forth between america and canada and why we only spent two days in canada and he sort of hassled us a little bit, but nothing too major. Like, it wasn't anything to uh, really get um, get upset about. And we cursed found while we were driving a fact that you could go to a casino in um, the sort of northern part of Seattle, and <laughs> if you sign up for one of their players' cards, you can sleep in their car park for free. In like an, uh, It's more targeted at, like, old people who have... A, RVs, and want to go gamble, and so on, um, but, and we also got 15 bucks in playing credit um, when we signed up for the card, which was pretty cool, so we went into the casino, it was like 1am, and there were some very tired people sitting at the um, sign-up desk, and we signed up for our cards, and I lost my 15 bucks in three hands of blackjack, and Kirsten won 20 bucks on her free money in um, on the pokies, which was cool so we made 20 bucks and we had somewhere to sleep for the night and then we got up the next morning and um headed to our boeing factory tour um so we were already near the boeing factory out in everett um up in the northern part of seattle there so we just met our uh, tour guide there um and that was a super 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 cool place like that was um Just like I'm a bit of a plane nerd, and I, when I get home, I plan to do my pilot's license, and uh, and uh, hopefully one day be a commercial airline pilot. And that was a really, really cool experience. And just it's the biggest building in the world. It's um, huge, huge, huge. They build whole planes in this hangar. And just watching them come together and seeing them at their different like states and was super interesting our tour guide was super knowledgeable even if you're not really that into planes if you're in seattle definitely make the trip up to uh the boeing factory there's um tour companies that run buses up there all the time and it's pretty cheap and it's yeah super super interesting to see all these planes and all that sort of stuff getting put together and the processes that they do and the, all the different people who buy them and like the guy was saying that one of those I think it was a 737 will cost you 500 million dollars with no interior and there's eight people in the world that own them just as private planes for themselves that they've decked out for themselves so that's a, a pretty crazy thought to think that someone has 500 million to just splash on a on an aircraft but really really interesting tour this the tour guide was super super knowledgeable um and like took us through all the stuff and told us a heap of really interesting facts and yeah definitely if you get the chance go there it's one of those things that i think we take air travel for for granted a little bit like it's only been around for what the last 60 or 50 years really and really only accessible to everyone for the last sort of 20 years and um it's yeah so cool to go in there and see the thing that we've like so many people fly around the world on is built right there and they were talking about their new challenges that they're facing and how they went through some real challenges after like world war ii and how the company was rebuilt and they were down to nearly no staff and the they had to shut down all like a vast majority of the toilets So everyone had to just try and save money and had to merge with other companies and so on and now they're a massive big company that has orders until i think he said if you placed an order for a 737 today that you wouldn't get it till 2022 which is like five years from now um so they're backed up with orders at the moment which is cool to see a company like that still um thriving and it's good news for the sort of future of air travel i suppose and um yeah, really, really interesting, cool place to go and um, to visit. I can't recommend it highly enough to go um, up to Everett and check out the Boeing factory. The guides there are super cool, um, and it'll it'll really blow you away. Um, so after our tour in at the Boeing factory, we went to uh, back to Seattle, and we met up with um, some of Kirsten's mates from Africa. So a testament to the strength of um, relationships you can build while you're travelling. When Kirsten did her three month um, tour through sort of from the north part of from Kenya down to Cape Town, she met up with these three guys uh, that lived in Seattle that were on a year long world trip, and they. Um, yeah invited us to stay at their place and we hung out and had pizza and beer and sort of just um spent a couple of nights just sort of kicking back and relaxing and enjoying having a a place to stay and then we had to stay for the halloween party so these guys throw a, a massive halloween rager every year and um yeah it was it was heaps of fun there was a couple of there was a keg and there was beers all night and everyone just had a really good time there was sort of no trouble and Everyone just partied hard all night, and it was um, definitely one to remember. Kirsten dressed up as the... we massive How I Met Your Mother fans. Um, So Kirsten dressed up as the slutty pumpkin, which was a a costume that we got at Goodwill, which was... The top was meant for, like, a toddler, Um, but we cut it up and... um, Bought a little sewing kit and sewed it all back together so it'd fit and she wore a little black skirt with that and it was uh, a bit of a laugh and I have a, a ducky tie that I got for Christmas one year, which if you're a fan of How I Met Your Mother, you'll understand what I'm saying and if you're not a fan of How I Met Your Mother, you'll have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, we, um, I dressed up as Barney, which is weird because I have a beard and long hair but and not and I'm not blonde, but um, it was a good fun night and we had, uh, we had an awesome time. So after the Halloween party, we are all sort of recovering a little bit and we got told, guess what, uh, the party's not over yet, we've got a tailgate and a um, college football game in the afternoon, which uh, the Washington Huskies is the local college team and everyone gets super into it and the guys that we were staying with had a, a tailgate organised and we have never seen anything like a tailgate at a college football game in our lives before. Like. Kirsten and I love going to the rugby in Melbourne and like you might get a couple of food trucks set up outside and maybe a couple of people hanging around having a kick of the footy on the, the ovals that are next to the stadium but this was crazy, there was thousands and thousands and thousands of people there, there was marquee set up, there was people that had like proper trailers set up for grilling food and there was eskies full of Beers and people just drinking and um, doing shots and having an awesome time and playing music and everyone had their purple and gold on and we managed to find a couple of last minute tickets to that too which was really cool and um, yeah, we got in I think we only ended up paying like $15 a ticket and even though we sat up in the bleachers we had an awesome time like again, home team won and um, and it was something that we'd never experienced before. I had been watching a little bit of America, like NFL, before we got here, so I had a bit better idea of the rules than I did of the hockey rules. Um, and, yeah, it was freezing, freezing cold, but we had a um, an awesome time and we sort of cheered when the home team scored. And it was um, definitely something I would say if you... Yeah, like the NFL games are super expensive to get to, apparently. If you want to check it out, go to a college game. The atmosphere is awesome. Everyone gets up and parties. There's the band, that, like the school band that plays in the background when anything happens. And you've got all the different sort of school stuff that goes on. It was a really, really fun night. Everyone goes out at halftime to go back to their tailgate and have a couple more beers because there's no beers inside the stadium. And <laughs> as we're walking up to our seats, uh, Kirsten was getting a bit hangry, and was looking for um, for some food. And we, she was really craving a burger and chips in Australia. Chips in Australia are fries, French fries. And we got ourselves a burger and chips. And we got to our seats and opened them up. And sure enough, we had a cheeseburger and a bag of potato chips, um, which Kirsten was very very grumpy about until she got over her hanger by finishing her cheeseburger. And then the chips weren't so bad. Um, but had a really fun night. We nearly froze to death, but we had a really fun night um, at the Huskies game, and um, yeah, they had a win, which was good. And um, we headed back and had a couple of beers, and um, at a at a mate's play, a different mate's place after that, and uh, sort of retired back a little bit drunk and still trying to recover from the day before, which was a massive night. And we went to bed and woke up the next morning, and it was uh, Sunday brunch. We all sort of stumbled out of bed at ten thirty, eleven o'clock and walked down to the local brunch spot and had some hangover cures which were eggs and really, really good food. And um then it was sort of a chilled out day on the on the couch and we watched that it was time for a um Seattle Seahawks game was on the telly that day, so we watched um we watched that and Sort of had a, a bit of a relaxing day because we were flying out first thing the next morning to Alaska, which will be the next episode of the podcast. So that was our uh, trip up the West Coast. Hope you enjoyed. Um, if you can think of anything uh, you want to chat to us about, get on the, uh, the comments and um, let us know things that we might have missed or if you've had a different experience to us in places like San Fran and, uh, and stuff like that. Also, don't forget to check us out on social media, Facebook at the TST Travel Podcast, um, and on Instagram for Kirsten at The Roaming Street. Um, don't forget to check out Kirsten's website, theroamingstreet.com. And if you have time, give us a rating and review. So if you can jump on Facebook or uh on iTunes especially, if you can just throw us a rating. It helps other people find the podcast and can help us with sponsorships in the future and things like that. So I'd really appreciate if you could jump on and uh, just give us a a rating and a review. And um, other than that, till next time, have an awesome time and hopefully we'll see you traveling.